Has the fish gone bad? Let's play ball. Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is Leading Off, brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. It's me, Joey P. Joe Pizapia with me today is the Welsh, and of course, it's you. And we're talking baseball a lot to get to. The big Mike Trout news that dropped yesterday. Is it a big deal? Is it the biggest deal? Is it not a deal at all? The Mets sweep the Yankees. Max Scherzer gets a, a huge outing on his birthday, but he doesn't get a W. We've also got... Uh, a lot of injury news and another trade to talk about, too. The trade winds are starting to blow, Welsh. So are you ready for the wind? I am ready for them. I'm ready to speculate and prognosticate. I'm mm. ready for all of the craziness to go on. I do love the daily Soto change, though. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to miss that mid-next week, where yesterday <laughs> it was the Yankees, today it's the Padres, the day before that it was the Cardinal. Like, I kind of am going to miss who he could go to the uh, game of musical chairs, but it will all be taken care of by Tuesday. I've seen some of the dumbest scenarios out there. It's like, it's, it's almost as though people covering baseball or pretending to cover baseball have no idea how the structure of baseball works. I don't, I don't understand. It drives me crazy. It's hilarious, but that's fun. I mean, uh, no, I mean, I've just seen some scenarios that people have been throwing out there who work for places, uh, even places like MLB.com, where I just, I just, I just, you know, like, really, really? That's the scenario? You would think that is what's going to get Soto done? You think, you think the generational talent is going to get moved for that? That's the deal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But anyway, Welsh, uh, let's start mm-hmm. with the headlines from yesterday, and we have to start with Mike Trout, because that's the biggest oh, man. one. He is diagnosed with a, okay, I'm going to try to say this right constrovertible dysfunction did i say it right constrovertible dysfunction dysfunction. we've always been a dysfunctional podcast now we're constrovertible we went to completely two different songs there by the way i just wanted to point out oh yeah but it was like we were singing it in a round almost it was really nice i like constrovertible dysfunction function constrovertible going down so look i mean he's a one doctor says um, here you go. Dr. Robert Watkins says, uh, who is a very well-known spinal surgeon in the country. This is what he does. Uh, this is a very rare thing. He has to manage it, not just through the season, but also the rest of his career. Probably Mike yeah. Trout says, uh, dysfunction, smish function. No big deal. I'm all good. Uh, it feels great. Uh, I'll be fine. Every day is improving. Look, um, mm. it's, it's always, a. am I'm, I'm going to harken back to the David Wright spinal stenosis diagnosis that happened towards the end of his career. I'm sure you recall that he was never the same player after that. Never the same player after that. I think this is time here where Mike Trout's had an amazing run, but I think we have to come to that moment where we realize he might not be that guy anymore. I think it's a, yeah, 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 yeah. How you said that he's not, Mm -hmm. I, I have a hard time believing he's going to be able to function as the same player. The problem is, is I do think over the last couple of years, we've kind of gotten a preview of what that Mike Trout would look like because he's had constant issues and stuff like that. So that might be where we're heading. I mean, he's been missing games. Well, that could be part of what's going on here is this condition is just. Yeah, sure. In, it it's could have it's, made it's causing him to compensate or his body to move in different ways. You know I mean? That's the thing. It's like, you can have a back issue and then it ends up becoming another issue somewhere else or, or, you know, vice versa. It, it's, it's, the body's a funny thing, as Dr. Glenn knows. You you hit over 30, and we all have had some type of back issue, which is pushed into something else. So 
like I was talking about this yesterday on ITL. Like, I think the dynasty value is hurt here. Regardless of, even if it was re quickly reactionary, we actually had talked about it the minute the news came down. We didn't get was how Mike Trout was like, hey, listen, it's really not as big as everybody's making it out to be. Everyone's saying my career's over. It's not, you know, I'm going to keep going. But I think from a dynasty perspective, reaction, you got to bring him down, bring him down from maybe he was sitting into the teens down to the 30s at this point. And maybe further, if you really are worried about this, from a redraft perspective, he says he'll be back this year. I have a hard time believing why the Angels would do it at this point and why they wouldn't just pack it in with him. Let him take the rest of the year to recover from this, to come into next year. This team refuses to blow this team up, so they're going to be at the same spot next year. And the third piece, Joe, that I speculate mm. on, so I wonder, long-term, I don't see how you can keep trotting Mike Trout out into the outfield every day. Here's the problem. They have quite the DH in Shohei mm -hmm. Otani. I wonder if they speculate, maybe not this year, but if they start to speculate with Otani playing more positional stuff into the near future and he gets that qualification because he's going to have to give that up a little bit for Trout. You're either going to take it bats away from one of the two, which I think Trout a little bit is probably going to have to sit more often than we expect. So I think future projections, I can't go over 120 on Trout anymore, and I won't for the rest of his career. That's going to be my projection. But maybe we start seeing Otani move into other spots. Maybe he plays some left field. Maybe he plays some first base next year. You're going to lose, um, you know, some of the guys that they've got in there. Just speculating on that. Maybe uh, Otani is going to get some other value in the near future, but they're really trying to play it down for us right now. And we'll see, we'll see how real Trout's words are. If he does come back this year, if he gets back on the outfield and he doesn't miss games. I think the Trout contract is going to be uh, at the end of the day, one that the angels end up regretting. I, I do. Um, really? I do. Um, it sucks to think that. Like, I, I just, you know, because I'm just bringing up a spot track right now because I wanted to see just how many years he's got left here. I mean, I think he Walkie is signed until into 2031. Yeah, he's at 2030, right? And basically, he's making $35 million a year from now till 2030. And I, mean, I don't think you're going to get that value out of that player. I just don't. I will never. There's nothing you guys can tell me. I'll never understand because I see a couple people in here talk about the contract. Red Baron had said, I don't understand the 10 and 15. I've been saying it forever. I don't get this. Every contract, I think it's uh, a disadvantage to baseball in general to be like, all right, here's our contract offer. It's 15 years. Here you go, Soto. Here's four, Here's your entire career. Well, they're trying to contract. lock in the superstars before the market goes into a crazy stratosphere because every five, 10 years it does. But the problem is the commitment to the players. I mean, it's it's a sport. Guys get hurt. Things happen. And it ends up most of the time becoming a bad thing. I like the deals that have long-term deals with opt-outs. I think the opt-outs are very good for both parties. Um, that, that I think it should be five years. You should have nothing. You should have nothing more than five years straight. And oh, you can have no options. But if you have an eight-year contract, all three years. Well, the only time a 10-year contract. I mean, if you're going to do a 10-year contract, you do it with a Wander Franco. You do it with a Fernando Tatis. You do it with a guy in his early 20s. A but you also Soto. do it with Trout. You do it with Trout, a player like Trout. That's the type of player you do. But the problem is nobody can escape how stupid and bad 15-year mm -hmm. contracts are. The only time it's an advantage to teams is when these guys are like Ozzy Albies and Acuna at like 21, 22. The players it's not an advantage because by the back half of their contract, they're being paid way lower than they probably would five, six years max. That should be these contracts. It's good for everybody because baseball doesn't have a system to protect some teams and the lower teams are the ones 
that just decimate their rosters with these huge contracts. Then they're hampered by the uh, financial restrictions of $35, $40 million. Well, look, base, baseball, the, the economics of baseball are broken. They, they have been broken for many totally years. Agree. The refusal to have a salary cap it means that you're, you know, I mean, look, who are the teams that are trading off? It's the Royals, it's the Tigers, it's the same old teams that are trading off. And yes, the Tigers have runs here and there. And yes, the Royals made it to a World Series and won. They had a window of time, yeah. but nothing sustainable. So uh, unless you have a real hard salary cap, which you're never going to have in Major League Baseball, this is what you're going to have. You're never going to have a competitive balance that lasts ever. It's just not going to happen. So either you have to have owners who are willing to spend and go into these markets and do that, or this is what you have, which is pretty much 15 teams are feeding the other 15 teams. And I know that sounds like a crappy thing, but it's true. It's pretty much where we're at. Dodgers don't care about what they no. do. They they lost a uh, picks. They lost a pick so they could okay. go over the cap. They don't care about. They don't care. Stuff. And the chat's Nobody all about. It. I'll, I'll tell you this. Like I don't care about either side. Like I see. Uh, I think it was Wonky's talking about. Well, when the player gets injured, then they can cash. I don't want the player. I don't want an injured player to take advantage of it. I don't want Steven Strasburg to be on this contract for as long as he is when he's this. Well, this is what happens or, when all the money injured. in baseball is guaranteed. Then this is why in the NFL it's not. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and this is why baseball players, you know, in, in, in a lot of senses, you know, baseball in terms of path is a, is a better one. All right, let's talk about some other things here, uh, going on. Jacob deGrom did allow four oh. earned runs. He gave up a bunch of homers yesterday, but, um, certainly, uh, on his way back, it seems like things are going in that right direction. So fingers crossed. I mean, spring training guys usually have that one start where they're not quite there with their location. I imagine this is kind of that start for him. So I'm not freaking out like some other people are, as long as he doesn't feel ill or wrong after the start it's fine uh matt olsen slugs his 20th home run for the braves starling Marte had that walk-off rbi after max scherzer went seven innings first time scherzer's gone seven innings by the way since uh his injury when he's come back so this is a nice little demarcation for him bobby doll back homer twice uh, drove in five runs but it was a loss but we told you get into that cleveland boston game last night so hopefully you did hopefully you had luis castillo yesterday too that was our favorite dfs pitcher that worked out also uh, the Yankees acquired Andrew Benintendi from the Royals for Beck Way, Chandler Champlain, and TJ Sikama. Now, Benintendi was rumored to be moving for quite some time. He has moved. He's also said that he is going to now get vaccinated because he's a Yankee and they want him to. So there you have it. Isn't that sort of an interesting piece of uh, news? I thought that was kind of odd. I mean, yeah, that was kind of weird. It's just like, like if you want to play for us, well, I mean, I mean, I guess a lot of jobs do that, but I just thought it was kind of like, so it's more than to win games for the Yankees, but not to win games for the Royals. Got it. Got it, Andrew. Yeah, I see I how it is. I don't, I don't know. Well, all of this is weird. That was weird. The, uh, the trade was weird. I thought it was pretty low return. Three pitchers. Beckway is interesting. Probably the best long-term starter. TJ Sykema just been kind of banged up for a couple years was a high pick. Might be a back-end starter, probably more of a reliever. I just thought they would get a bigger piece for a guy hitting 320, um, but they didn't, and they just got kind of this weird haul. And this also, off of speculation, it's not 100%, but you can theorize that this eliminates the Yankees and takes the Yankees out of the contention of trying to go and get Juan Soto. They got their outfielder. Tell you right I now, think they I, were priced I, out. I told you before, the, the Soto and the Yankees wasn't happening. They need a pitcher in the worst way. They yep. need bullpen helping out in the worst way that's where the Yankees are going. Maybe they'll get another bat, maybe, but it's not going to be Soto. I just, that that's farce. Luis um, Castillo was the big one that they were talking about. Oh, that's that's going to be the guy. And, you know, it's funny because the Royals are coming to play the Yankees this week, which is funny. It's like, oh, you guys are coming over? 
Oh, what do you want? You want to bring a bottle of wine? No, just bring, just bring an Alfie. Just bring right? Benny. Yeah, just bring, bring Benny. Ben, we'll, we'll put him out there. Yeah. The, the funny thing with the Castile thing, too, uh, just one random side note as well, but the Yankees look like they're going to spin on pitching, and they're going to spin. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday on the show, I speculated it could be Pablo Lopez. A report came out that it is Luis Castillo or bust, so watch that. Funny note about Luis Castillo, we talked about the prop yesterday. I think I had that, and we both had that. Yeah. I don't remember. But it was, um, it was five and a half. It then moved to six and a half. Went to big plus money and it's still cash. Castillo wow. was just an absolute money maker yesterday, yeah, regardless if you got Castillo's it or right late. And look, the Yankees get cast. They need Castillo number one. Number two, uh, I think he'll. I think he will do well there. I think that's a energetic yeah. guy, and I think he's going to do well there. Pujols uh, ruined my Kevin Gossman shares though yesterday because Pujols launched a home run. I thought for sure, hey, let's troll the Cardinals, right? Nope, it turned out to be a classic baseball moment where you know. <laughs> <laughs> the lineup with nobody else in it all of a sudden beat the good pitcher and it happens. Uh, JJ Blade uh, hit his first major league homer. So congratulations for JJ and Castillo picks up his win in which is probably his last start for the Reds. Uh, some good news, bad news in the injury mix. Uh, good news. Josh Young shoulder injury uh, is going to be cleared for his rehab assignment. So this, this is a guy that can help you if he's floating out there on the waiver wire, grab him. He's going to play. Well, guess what? Yep. Uh, let me give you one uh, further. Oh. He is oh. scheduled to DH tonight uh, in the Arizona Complex League, okay. and I will be over there because that is guy's right going. There. I will be right that there. So he's, as long as it doesn't rain, it's actually kind of rainy out here. But Josh is scheduled to DH. It's I been raining all week, oh, wow. uh, but I will be there uh, getting some video and stuff if he does and it doesn't rain. So good news on him. Good news on Lance McCullers who threw 52 pitches in the rehab assignment. Why he's throwing that many, I'm not sure because he's just going to end up in the bullpen anyway. Uh, or traded for all I know. I mean, that would be fascinating. McCullers, I think, is a fascinating piece for some other team to take on. Uh, that is one piece that I think could bring Maybe something could, else. You know, I've think, been thinking, you know, sorry, I mean, interrupt you. I, I've been no, thinking I just about don't know what to do with him. Well, no, and I'm, I'm like it to something else. You know, the Soto trades, the rumor again today is, hey, Soto to the Padres, they had the best offer. And, and you and I have kind of agreed, like, if that, and I, I, Padres are my number one for a while here. It's got to be Gore, and then it's also got to be uh, Abrams. But the gore injury makes it weird. How often are, especially pitchers who are on any type of injured list or injured in some capacity, how often are they actually traded? And that's how I'm liking it back to McCullough because he's perpetually traded. I just don't recall like a guy that was on an IL or something being in a move around the trade deadline. So I don't know. I mean, Never. obviously, McCullers nobody takes a guy who's, who's going to have Tommy John surgery or just coming off. Like, that doesn't happen. But would you it even be comfortable happen. taking a McCullers, even though he's kind of rehabbing? I mean, he's, I would he's feel more won. comfortable taking McCullers on the way back because he's also shown you the big league level. He's had some pretty good success. Like there's there's yeah. something to work with there. He's got a pedigree. Um, but no, I mean, that's not happening. Not um, yeah. uh, also, Wells uh, headed to the IL for Baltimore. Uh, he had an issue last night, so we'll see how long he's going to be out for. It's a back injury. Uh, and the Marlins, Max Meyer, is going to need Tommy John surgery, which we could have seen this coming. I mean, just so obvious. It was just – it hurt how obvious this was and very disappointing because we had high this expectations, and now they have gone up in smoke, Welsh. I'm super, super bummed about it. I just saw this like 10 minutes before we started the mm-hmm. the show, and that one's a bummer because he was a big redraft guy for me. Um, he was one of my top pitchers in all of the prospect land thought the strikeouts were going to be there. I thought the opportunity was going to be there. And now he is not back until 2024. And that decimates his value in dynasty on the prospect list. He can return. He can be fun and stuff like that, but it is a far, far plummet on Tommy John, especially nearing the back end of the year. It sucks. 
Yeah. Uh, let's move on to can we talk about this? Six swinging strikes by Aaron Judge ties his career game high last night. Mm. Uh, all six were Max Scherzer sliders, which I thought was fascinating. He got him to expand the zone, mm. and uh, Aaron Judge had uh, Aaron Judge had problems with that. Now I'm wondering. Um, not like the book is out because that's kind of silly. Uh-oh. Aaron Judge. Oh, are, are you gonna are you gonna say sell on Judge? Is he done? No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm just saying is, you know, Max Scherzer basically gave you the blueprint in the playoffs of what to do with Aaron Judge last night. I mean, he just pounded yeah. that. If you if you have a good slider, you could pound the slider on the outside corner like that. He is going to expand the zone. He's going to go fishing for it. And I think it's funny because Max Scherzer is such a relentless personality that he was just like, no, screw you. I'm going to keep doing this because it's going to work. And I think people sometimes as pitchers, I think they they lose that sight. And I think it's the commitment to staying with the game plan against a hitter like Aaron Judge. And look, if you're going to be MVP, moments like last night can't happen like those are problems because those are the things that stick in everybody's memory well you had this big spot in a big game and what'd you do you struck out a bunch of times that's not good um so i'm like like aaron judge had a great season i'm not saying he hasn't but i thought this was a very interesting and i watched these at bats last night when i got home from football practice with my daughter i was watching the judge at bats specifically and i was just like wow scherzer's just telling you this is how you do it kids you just be relentless and you're just a bulldog in there and you just keep pounding the same thing over and over again, because until he proves to you, he can do it. He can't. Yeah. I'd also throw out like the, one of the things it's not hundred percent, but one of the things that also makes a slider so great is the offerings that the guy is thinking about and wanting to, you know, potentially it Scherzer's just got such a dominant fastball and just dominant mm-hmm. stuff in general that you're wanting to cheat in every way that you possibly can. And, you know, fastballs are comfortable with, and they feel pressed on other pitches. And that's what also makes it so good. But I agree. I mean, you know, judge is the type of guy an entire division should consider developing pitchers around being able to get a guy just like that out. You go heavy, heavy slider type of pitchers, uh, yeah. the raise. Well, the, because what happens is you get fancy. Thing. Like he's like, okay, well we get Aaron judge on fastball on, on sliders. Okay. Well let's, let's, let's mix a fastball in there. No, don't, don't like just, just make him do it until he shows you can. Yeah. Uh, also fun facts here. We got two of them today. The Astros were swept yesterday for the first time all season. Wow. By who? The athletics, the lowly last place joke, terrible, awful. Again, another team is just a complete and utter joke. The mm. Oakland A's. I mean, you know, these teams have no chance by the time the season even begins. It's it's crappy. You know, I mean, like, I know the NFL has that too. I know there's like a handful of teams. Well, the NFL, it's like a handful of teams. There's plenty of teams out there. They're in that middle where you're like, you know, like the Bengals last year. You know, if things break right. This team could go on a run. And then you know what the problem is too. This is is another baseball issue. When we talk about contracts and stuff, it is so much harder in baseball to turn that around. Even though you Mm. have these big, robust minor league systems, if you do it right, these teams that are bad are perpetually bad. Like look at the Bengals. It just took, it took burrow and chase to change the entire organization around one or two players. These teams in baseball, it is such a drag when you're a bad team. I mean, the diamondbacks and Orioles have practically been drafting in the top, five or six of the MLB draft for the last three or four years. And they're just still doing well, the, the same game. So difficult because like, you know, you've seen these guys come through, whether it be Dylan Bundy, whether it be, you know, I mean, they've had all those pitchers for all those years that they didn't develop. And then that set them back. And then some of the position players did not become the players that they thought they were going to be. I mean, Ryan Mountcastle yeah. is not a nice player. We'll see what Adley Rutschman becomes, but yeah, we shall see uh, another fun fact here. I love this one. This is about yeah. money players, right? Guys who show up when it counts. This is from Sarah Langs, who, again, one of the best follows on Twitter. Uh, Starling Marte now has 11 walk-off hits 
since the start of 2014. That's two more than anyone else in Major League Baseball. So with the game on the line, that's the dude you want. Clutch. Got that clutch gene. I like it. Clutch gene. And look, Mayor brings up a good point here. I don't want to say nice things about him, but yes, they did have Manny Machado. And what happened? They did not keep Manny Machado. Had they kept Manny Machado and he was their player for the next 10 years or whatever it is, the retention of these players is impossible for these teams because of the way it's structured or because, you know, it's funny to me because I feel like these teams make money. They all have their own networks. It feels like nowadays, right? They all have their own, you know, giant TV deals. So, so what is it? Why are these small market teams still small market in that sense? Because they all have TV deals. They all have revenue sharing. So what is it? They just have that small market mentality. Like, well, we can't spend because what if, I mean, it's ridiculous, Buddy. buddy. It is like, think of these as just, 30 different of the biggest businesses out there mm-hmm. and you know the the yankees and the dodgers are the amazons and googles endless spending endless money coming in the lowest ones are you know anywhere from like the small chains to the mom and pops and any money they can get in they're just doing whatever they can to boost the revenue it's like what it's, it's a thing that happens with the phoenix suns out here people get pissed off is when ownership treats it truly like a business and is looking at the bottom line. Like when they're sitting and having meetings mm-hmm. about the bottom line and the profit instead well, of mean, like how to make the team good. But, but then part of not. being successful product is putting a good product. Yeah. I mean, but it's, it's so the it's, Royals, it means will like, well, we don't have good gate. Well, maybe you should sign some players. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But the Royals will never get the contracts that the Yankees get with like their own one network and the advertising dollars and the Jersey sales and the tickets. It just, it's never going to be there. So these smaller teams just hold on as tight as they can to every little dollar that comes in and penny pinch. And it's just, it's absurd. Uh, salary caps and all that stuff. There's so many ways to make baseball better, but you know, they don't care. They don't care. Just All continue right, not playing on. your minor league players. and do This that. day in Major League Baseball history in 1989, Vince Coleman was caught stealing by Nelson Santelvania. Oh, man. I remember Nelson Santelvania of the Montreal Expos. And he breaks a streak of 50 straight consecutive stolen bases for Vince Coleman. Can you imagine that? Wow. 50 straight stolen bases for Vince Coleman. That's pretty incredible. That's an awesome uh, number. There. Also, another fun deep dive here on our boy Julio Rodriguez. Like this stat. 18 home runs, 21 stolen bases, 21 years of age. Let's ask this question. Is Julio Rodriguez right now the most valuable asset in baseball? Oh, that's an interesting question. Because um, of his age, because of his skill set. Is he the most valuable potential asset in baseball right now? I think that's a – I don't know how to answer that because mm-hmm. uh, if you just ask about players, uh, you know, I think the young – guys you want to build your team around are Tatis and uh, Acuna, especially from a fantasy perspective, building your team around. Also, you want the best pitchers. You could argue Shane McClanahan, but from an age and production and even war at this point, also marketing, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he is. That's a wild thing. I hadn't even really processed, but maybe. Well, I mean, if you had a dynasty league starting, would Julio be your one, one? No, he, I have him at five right now overall, but he, okay. he's top five overall. But um, no, I don't have him quite there. I mean, I think the more I think about it, like Otani is the most valuable now from if you get Otani, aspect, on, right? If you're if you're using Otani as both the hitter and the pitcher, then yes, yeah, Otani fantasy is the most he is in real life. He is he's in real life. He is too. International appeal, a bigger market. So See, that's, that's the thing about an Otani trade like the Otani. You want to talk about backing up a truck? You're getting two players like Otani. Yeah. You're getting. I was like, oh, we really need another good starting pitcher, a front end starting pitcher, and a middle of the order bat. And then there's Shohei Otani, who can do both of those things. The, to me, if I'm the Angels, 
this is something I consider doing because things are not going in the right direction. I, I, I'm telling you, this team is a page one rewrite. Nothing has gone right for them. This trout contract is going to kill them for the next decade. They're not going to be able to win. I'm telling you, if I'm the Angels, it is top to bottom. The president, the GM, the uh, all the scouting department, gone. I'm getting rid of everybody, and I'm starting fresh, and I'm bringing in the biggest haul I could possibly get because Shohei Otani, like you said, is probably the most valuable asset in real baseball. Just saying. Yeah, and so. and fan and fantasy. If you can play him in both spots, I don't think there's a question. And any type of dynasty that is a, uh, I don't mean to be so specific, but if it's a daily and it's a two way. It's hands down Shohei Otani. It's not even it's not even close, unfortunately. Yesterday was Max Scherzer's birthday. He had 41 strikeouts now on his birthday. Uh, not that one game. That's over his career. Uh, the most all time for any pitcher on his birthday. Fun fact. And the trivia oh. question, which Hall of Famer did he pass? So who was the best birthday boy pitcher before Max Scherzer? Obviously, somebody who's uh, been around a long time. It is a Hall of Famer. So if you know the answer. I feel like a big I know strikeout it. pitcher. Uh, well, if you know it, drop it in the chat over here. Fantasy Pros MLB. If you're watching the show live, and I know you are, uh, here's some stat heroes from yesterday. Adam Wainwright, eight Ks, one earned and seven. You Darvish, eleven strikeouts. Boys, he's been good. Two earned runs, seven Ks. He's been great in the last couple games since the break. Jansen Junk, which is definitely my new favorite uh, baseball name. We'll have, uh, five innings, great no earned, eight Ks. That's right. That's the junk right in your face, Welsh. Take that. Uh, what would you give me for your uh for your for uh, my junk? Jansen junk? Yeah, just oh, what would you give? <laughs> well, my junk's not for sale. <laughs> Joe, my, <laughs> I like to keep my junk in house. It is not Nolan Ryan. It is not Justin Verlander. Just so you know, Nolan Ryan was my guess. That was my guess. So then I Marco Gonzalez two earned runs, five Ks over seven hitters last night. Rowdy Tellez two home runs. He's up to twenty. So all the Rowdy friends came out last night. Kyle Garlic two for three with one home run. Saw the funniest tweet about this. <laughs> somebody needs to do a better job of the trivia questions <laughs> the trivia or the fun facts on the scoreboard about Kyle garlic is his name is very close to garlic, which is <laughs> something oh. you can cook with. and now mm. like, really somebody needs to do a little bit better on these little things. Like, wow. wow. What would be no, actually more fun is if, didn't like so garlic. if, if so. Ryan garlic, what did not like garlic and any food, right. his that, would be, that would be fun. That He's would allergic fun. to garlic or he doesn't yeah, care exactly. for Italian food. There you go. Sure. Nolan Jones, three for four with a ribby. Uh, we had Jose Miranda, three for four with a homer. Yuri's at a home run. Uh, Nolan Gorman, two for four with a home run and a stolen base. A lot of speculation. He is the linchpin of the Juan Soto trade. I mean, Nolan Gorman shouldn't be the linchpin of the Juan Soto trade. Uh, th that's a failure for the Nationals. Sorry. Like, Nolan Gorman's fine. <laughs> I actually speculated on our live stream yesterday, uh, Bogman and I, I speculated a Castillo trade um to the cardinals with nolan gorman involved that was one that i was playing around with and divisionally uh, that would be tough but uh gorman tricky. being part of a big sp trade yeah um that 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 seems very possible um that there he's gonna be part of an sp trade um but i don't know man like it just you know i mean he's up there and he's playing right now it's, it's tough to get rid of those guys because you're gonna replace him in the lineup you want Frankie to go Montas down to the big, well, No, you, you know what? You'd be surprised though with that team. I mean, they do have Paul Young kind of still sitting around and hitting, but they got Edmundo Amundo Sosa, who they really like. True. And if they put Sosa in at second, it would change nothing as far as them having to move their lineup around if they got rid of Gorman. And that leaves the possibility if DeYoung ever figures things back out, they could bring him in or they could go get a cheap middle infielder just pointing out. So I actually really think that's, I really think Nolan Gorman could go and will go if the Cardinals are aggressive about getting a starting pitcher, which they should be, they have nobody. It is 
Michaelis and Wainwright and mm-hmm. nothing. Well, I will tell you this. If the Mets don't get Soto, which I still think is unlikely, I do think Contreras and Hap will be there with the Mets. Like, I think they will have a big mm-hmm. deal with the Cubs. They'll bring in a reliever too. They'll bring another arm uh, for sure. And and Contreras will fit in very well with that team. Let me tell you, he's he's a very intense, likable guy. And, you know, see Vogel back on the top step now. He's loving life. He's, you know, giving high fives to Max Scherzer now. Like, you need personalities that fit, you know, on certain teams too. And I, that's why I think Castillo will fit with the Yankees. I think they could use some intensity. I think he's got a nice intensity about him. Uh, stat zeros last night. Chris Archer, he was bad. Six earned runs, six walks. Well, Patrick Corbin, perhaps his swan song for the Nationals. He did not disappoint Welsh. Two-thirds of an inning, six earned runs, no strikeouts. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, Patrick mm-hmm. Corbin, let's give it up. I think he gave up the uh, the double in the, the very first at-bat to Mookie Betts. We had the Mookie Betts total base prop yesterday on Corbin, and I think it, it, it was either the first or second at-bat. Corbin is magnificent. He really is. He is a piece of uh, art in baseball. 14 losses on the year. 14. I don't think a pitcher has 14 wins. Well, he led the, the league year. in losses last year, I believe. Yeah, I, so does it, I don't think one pitcher has 14 wins. No, he has 14 no. losses this year. No, Verlander has 12, I think. Yeah, it's it's stunning. It's absolutely Beautiful. stunning. All right, uh, also bad last night. Kevin Gossman, five earned. Quantrill, five earned. Here you go. The hitters who suck. Kyle Lewis, 0 for 3, 3 Ks. Votto, same. Byron Bucks in 0 for 4, 3 Ks. He's down to a buck 69 July. Riley Green, 0 for 4, 3 Ks. Aaron Judge, 0 for 5 with 3 himself. Kirilov, 0 for 4 with 3. Arias, 0 for 5 with 2. Cedric Mullins, 0 for 5 with 2. And Tommy Edmond, 0 for 5 with 3. Mike Mayer is getting very close. He is actually in third place right now. Wow, but- look at him. Fun enough here in the home run contest. Ethan is on vacation this week, so we have no home run board. So the, <laughs> it says Mike Mayer is in third place, but without an official board, I mean, no I don't really know. See that. I mean, my hope is he goes to first place on Friday and then he loses it. And then Ethan comes back and he makes the new boards and he's not there anymore. <laughs> He'd have to have quite a couple of days because first place still is two homers away from second and three above Mayer right now. So, well, it's time for betting pros, bet MGM, the king of sports books. And right now we've got a new offer, still the same promo code leading off. So download the bet MGM app or go to betmgm.com. It's a thousand dollar risk-free bet. That's what you got. A thousand dollars risk-free, no risk, just win money, just have fun. Use that promo code leading off when you sign up. Tristan McKenzie at five and a half over on FanDuel for the K prop. I like the over on that. He's been very good lately. Zach Wheeler, six and a half. I'll take the over against Pittsburgh on that. Andres Jimenez, uh, total base is one and a half on DK at plus 125. Welsh, what do you have today? Yeah, so uh, it's actually a kind of a rough day, I think, in general. I I like to go back to the Mookie Betts, uh, two, uh, one and a half total bases over. I do like your McKenzie one. I've got tie on strikeouts, four and a half over. And uh, Buck and I are going to be doing a stream over on our twitch.tv slash in this league doing some bets. I've got some unique, crazier ones that are beyond total base and strikeouts today. That's where I would go. And if you guys want to check that out. But I like your McKenzie one, maybe the safest of the day, Mookie and tie on strikeouts. Uh, in terms of DFS to DK, you got Zach Wheeler at 10.2 over on DraftKings. Tristan McKenzie at 9.9 is a good investment. Otani's always cheap there. I don't know why. 8.9. So I would go with McKenzie and Otani. Oh, They've been very good fun. lately and just save save a little bit of money uh, if you can. If you want, you can go oppo with Tyler Anderson in Colorado, which is never great, but I think the Dodgers are going to beat up on Urena today. Uh, on FanDuel, Zach Wheeler at 10.7. That's the way I would go. Tyler Anderson, 8.8 is fascinating as a tournament arm tonight because he's so much cheaper than the other guy. So that's why I would look. I'd look to stack the Yankees and the Dodgers, and I would look for a home run from Freddie Freeman in Colorado against Jose Urena tonight. 
Uh, where are you going for your home run call? Which? I love yours, and I was gonna just uh, go with you, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to Mookie. I felt like I was close yesterday, and whenever you feel like you're super close, the next day bombs are gonna go. So I'm gonna go with Mookie today. But I do love yours, and I almost took Freddie Freeman. Uh, and it also looks like uh, Darren Ruff is Mike Mayer's selection here. So I guess it's Darren Ruff's birthday, or is it Mike oh. Mayer's birthday? I don't know whose birthday it is. I'm gonna guess Darren uh, Ruff, but what? But a the pick. answer to the trivia question was Randy Johnson. By the way, Randy Johnson was the guy i think somebody the, the first person who dropped a comment did say randy uh oh, it was so all give, the way uh a jizza give oh uh, look at that Bizarriza jizza all over look at that good job buddy well done we'll be back again tomorrow with more amazing baseball talk who knows maybe we'll get some more trades that'd be nice now that some of these guys have pitched like castillo i imagine it's time to get on the horn yankees look busy We'll see who else is getting busy, and we'll get busy tomorrow, same time, right here, noon, on Fantasy Pros MLB. That'll do it for us, but the story of the game goes on. For the Welsh, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids.